0: Welcome to The Next Scene, the podcast where we take on pop culture, one scene at a time. New episodes start on November 11, with our six-part coverage of Home Alone for the Holidays. Until then, please enjoy our return to previous holiday specials, starting with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days from 2017, with hosts Christopher Dennis DeGuardia and Pete Mummert. Some changes to our social media since this episode was recorded we are still on Facebook at the Jelly of the Month Club, but you can now find us on Twitter at Scene Pod and on Instagram at Scene Podcast. And now on with the show.
1: Right. I was going to
2: mention. Um... The, the the chief of police looks awfully a lot like uh, uh, Is that Carl? Johnson. I, I always think it's like no, it's, it's not, not actually not. him.
3: He looks just <laughs> like him.
4: But I feel like that's a vibe. Like I felt like, like once,
3: once <laughs> Val Johnson did that role every like, African-American cop was either doing that
0: or he was right. doing Danny Glover. Like that's like get, get me a guy. Val Johnson type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
5: Give me me a Carl Winslow. That became
0: a type. No, so that's, it's actually, it's Alexander Falk, but, uh, you know, he's he's the poor man's Carl Winslow.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that's saying something. I hear a question though. When we open this scene though, it's not too much of a wide shot. And I know the yuppies are in like the house on the right. So they're not going to celebrate Christmas the same way and that's fine. Yeah. But like, why is the house on the left also quiet? Like, I mean, we only get to see Griswold's house in the center and it's mm-hmm. covered in lights. Do we know if any of the other neighbors ever, like, you know, do Christmas decorations? It looks so quiet on the
6: street outside of Griswold.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, and, and I, I would I mean, chalk it up to just kind of, a, you know, artistic license to exaggerate the the differences between Griswold's and the neighbors. But yeah, none of the other houses obviously don't light it up to uh, to Clark's extent, but they don't do anything. There are, you know, a bunch of Scrooges in that neighborhood.
3: Yeah. Who are the extra children in this scene? Are they all Griswold's kids? Like, he's Those got a, do- a son and daughter. Mm-hmm. I got that. But then there's a little boy and the little girl who looks like Newt. From,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, Ellen. Newt. Really, <laughs> or, <laughs> and, yeah, they're, they the they're, they're with uh, Cousin Ed. Oh, yeah. About the same movies that you know, if, if it's mm. got Christmas in the title or are somewhat tangentially related, um, you know, even if it's a, uh, you know a, a bad boy New York City cop trapped in a, a high-rise building that's been taken over by uh, international terrorists as thieves, oh, yeah. mm. that somehow you know that becomes a Christmas movie just because it it happens you know around Christmas yeah. time. It's also, but uh,
3: that's the thing now; yeah. that's that's become the new tradition. Is the is the yearly argument about whether Die Hard counts as a Christmas film. It is a Christmas (laughs)
5: movie.
3: I I would say it is, but I I also think that most people just want it to be, to have the excuse to watch Die Hard, (laughs) because it's about 10 million times better than every other Christmas film (laughs) that exists. So it's like, if you give an an excuse to watch, like, say, like the Shawshank Redemption, was just announced to be a Christmas film, it's just like, we just want it to be. This is, this is now a Christmas film. Yeah. Because it's better than, you know, the George C. Scott Christmas Carol or whatever. It's like, Ooh, wow. I, I can Ooh. get behind that. Yeah. Well, that brings
5: up an interesting <laughs> question. I was, I was originally going to ask, you know, what's your, what's your favorite Christmas movie? But now I want to ask, what's your favorite adaptation of A Christmas Carol? Because I have a clear Ooh. winner. The Muppets one is clearly the best one. And I'm not even yeah. the biggest Muppets yeah. fan in the world. Yes. Right, right out the gate, right answer. <laughs> it, it's, it's very <laughs> yes, the Muppet Christmas carol. <laughs> Very accurate to the actual story as well, which is shocking. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. That's, 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 no, yeah no, no, debate here. Mm. Uh, Michael Caine uh, is amazing. Oh, I think yeah. I oh, think, a, pff, I think he's, he National Treasure. Said, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he himself has said like the key to that was that the fact that he was just playing it. As intensely as he would mm. any other, mm. like if he was on stage doing it for like the yeah. West End or something, uh, he would have played <laughs> Scrooge to this level. Like he would, have, he was born uh, his heart and soul into it, and that's what makes it work. Is because yeah, he's playing the part, and then all the Muppets chicanery yeah. is just yeah, that's that's their responsibility, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but he's doing his yeah. bit.
5: Oh, and I tell you what, uh, I'm not ashamed to say I, this. I, when he has the vision of the of the kid dying, what's his name? I'm terrible with names. I forget everyone's name.
3: T- tiny, tiny, tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Yeah.
5: When he when he sees that. I, I cry every damn time. I'm like, oh, I have to walk out the room. I have to get a drink or something.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> See, like, I, I just don't like, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I can be a hard hearted soul myself at times. So I don't really like the Tiny Tim bits. Like, I, that's usually Ooh. him and Kermit walking up that road is usually like, right, uh, time to go to the toilet. You know, it's, blaspheme. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, it's tough. I just enjoy mocking his, the goose the goose every time I'm walking into Christmas dinner I'll do that but that's about the extent of Tiny Tim for me I I remember though as
5: well we we once did a quiz didn't we Um, like a pub quiz and I think you were there Niall and there was a question oh no wait were you there for that one it might have been at work I can't remember but I was at least at this pub quiz kind of situation and one of the questions was um, about how many ghosts come and visit him and oh, I
3: yeah, that's right yeah. I, yeah, was yeah, I was confused you were there yeah. weren't
5: you I think we were all lost yeah. and confused because because of the Muppets one because there's Marley and Marley in the Muppets one yeah but of course yeah that's right. there's, oh. not, there's not <laughs> two of them in the actual thing so we, that's, that's, we were like yeah there's I two Marleys <laughs>
3: This this is this is tearing it's, open an yeah. old wound actually. I've just yeah you I've completely forgot about that. <laughs> I do remember this situation and I think we lost that quiz by like one point. Yeah, and yeah. The contentious <laughs> issue was that we and I was how convinced that it was like no we got that right and the guy was like no no no. I was like oh people were getting out their phones. Like, oh, look this is what it is. And he did yeah I think that was the I think it was how many ghosts are there specifically in Muppets Christmas Carol. I think we counted no Marley and Marley or both of them. I think it was like one point off because of that. And, uh, no. Oh, that's, you've opened! That <laughs> oh. of worms now, John. <laughs> the
0: Wound. The Wound. I'm trying to think uh. of other a, movies film, I love. Though, it,
3: it has a. Yeah, it's a film that it has it's a special place in my part because it's. Uh, my, my one claim to uh, somewhat fame <laughs> is that I, I am now an official degree of Kevin Bacon. Oh. Because of Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, my. Uh, because I, at one point in my life, I was a, an extra. And a TV show called Hollyoaks, <laughs> and uh, in Hollyoaks, uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past so it's a Muppet, but it's voiced by a little girl. Well, that little girl is called Jessica Fox. She was in a scene with me in Hollyoaks when I was in the back.
7: Oh.
3: And the thing is, it's like, well, Jessica, Fo- like, I was in that with Jessica Fox. Jessica Fox was in Buppet's Christmas Carol with Michael Caine, who was in Dirty Rot- Rotten Stan- Scoundrels with Steve Martin. Who is in Planes, trains and automobiles with Kevin bacon so it's like, hey, I'm in degree of Kevin Bacon boys you know <laughs> it's,
4: it's
3: my this' is going, it's on my c v and everything this is like top thing talk about Batman <laughs> degree of Kevin Bacon everything else yeah. underneath <laughs> that's that's the the current c v <laughs>
0: Well, that's quite impressive, yeah. The Yeah, the, the voice of uh, Ghost of Christmas Past.
4: That's, yeah, man.
3: Wow. To be honest, though... I, pre- I bring it up every year, cause it's, and no one ever remembers. <laughs> and no one cares enough to be like, oh, that's right. They're just like, well... Yeah, what? I'll forget mm-hmm.
5: again. You've probably told me twice. I times. care. But,
3: um... <laughs> <laughs> I think I've mentioned it on our show go. at least there twice. You go. All <laughs> Because so there's, there's also the connection of you know Batman as well. It's like oh I man, kind of because Michael Caine plays Alfred in
5: Batman and <laughs> blah, 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 all that all that stuff. So. See, I don't think though. So. I mean, yeah. I love that.
0: Growing up in in the United States, I was aware of Christmas and Christmas was all around me, but mm-hmm. it wasn't something we celebrated in our household. Um, and do, do you think that does that? You know, for you, does that change the way you relate to, to this movie or other Christmas movies? Kind of a, you've got a, you know, half outsider, I guess.
8: Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I, that I'm perspective. not a, yeah, I'm yeah. not a full, I'm not a full outsider, but I'm, I'm definitely a half outsider yeah. of that. Uh, I think it definitely has changed my perception of tolerance of, of other people presuming that everybody celebrates Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was frustrating to me um, because I remember there was a Christmas tree that was put in the center of the cafeteria when I was in high school. And, and it really, really frustrated me because it was just like, oh, everybody's into this. And it's like, well, no, not everybody does celebrate Christmas. And you're making this. And I understand that it's it's a, a dominant holiday in this country. And I understand that there's quite a few people who you know do stuff for Christmas. But I think for me, there was a, a little sense of... Um, yeah just not feeling like everybody was embraced you know or or you were you know kind of singled out for not you know going all in with it um now having said that i mean you know we we had both growing up so we had both hanukkah and we had both both of them because my mother's catholic so um that was something that had to happen uh (laughs) in the house so um I, i did still have it um but it was still that sense of because i'm you know my family was trying to honor both traditions um so I don't know how that was, you know, for you if there was because my dad definitely was resentful, and so that colored things for me. But I'm I'm curious about if that level of resentment was in your household too around the holiday times.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't sense it, but I wasn't the uh, I wasn't the most intuitive child. <laughs> I'll say that. So I'm not saying it wasn't there. I'm just saying I didn't notice. It. reducing the bonus or why they're considering reducing the bonus maybe if they stop shelling out all this money for these you know these couriers these personal messengers
6: just stick a stamp on it or even just have the mail guy bring it around yeah they've got a mail guy in that office just bring it around to all the different rooms yeah
2: while they're in the building
0: yeah yeah Inter office mail and take all the money you're saving and put that back into the bonuses. There you go. We've solved the problem. This is
6: definitely one of those instances where this movie is really showing its age. Because if there was going to be a year-end monetary bonus, just throw it into the payroll system and have it automatically deposited into the account... Yeah, digitally. <laughs> yeah. I mean is is
0: do any have you heard of this or I mean oh, well you you've seen it in a movie, but have you ever seen it or heard of it in real life of like a bonus being delivered this way or is this
6: an old-timey thing that they did back in the day? It definitely feels old-timey. I'll say that much. Yeah. I mean nowadays you just
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of somebody sending anything by courier.
2: To the point where he is, like, holding the piece of paper in his hand and he hasn't looked at it yet, he still
0: assumes it's a check. Right, yeah. You know? Like he's right, just, shouldn't
1: it have been obvious real quick that it was not a check?
0: <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, it's a check. I guess, he, you know, he's not expecting cash, so it isn't like, oh, this envelope's a little thin. Uh, yeah. You know, he wasn't expecting a thick envelope. This isn't. <laughs> it's, it's not Goodfellas Christmas. It's.
2: They're wearing it, they're wearing
0: it. It's the National Lampoon's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that'd be
6: quite the difference... Business. If they were delivering bonuses in cash, <laughs> yeah, especially rolled up in a rolled up, yeah, with a rubber band. rolled up with a rubber band.
1: The the job that I worked at in high school for a dry cleaner, we got our bonuses in cash.
6: Well, what did they do in the back room? I mean, the dry, dry cleaning cleaner, the dry cleaning was a front. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we what kind of? They put the, the...
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: They, they would stick the mailman's head in the in the uh, dryer.
6: It's one of those Connecticut Mafia it's setups. Right. I say, Reginald. <laughs> Very fancy Mafia.
2: <laughs> one more letter gets to this child's house.
6: In the dryer you go. They don't cut off horse heads. They just cut off, like, uh. prized flower bushes. You wake up in the morning, you pull off the covers, there's, like, your prized flower bush, and you're like,
2: No! Uh. My peonies.
6: Yeah. Right now, there's probably some Connecticut mobster listening to this because he loves podcasts, and he's like, "Oh, those guys! I'm gonna take care of those guys." Those guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go to their gardens. Then i not gonna know what hit them. So
0: yeah. So these days, you probably just get, you know, we're we're getting to the point where eventually mm-hmm. you just get a tweet from your boss. You know, here I deposited Bitcoin into your wallet. Here's your bonus. Oh my
6: gosh. And, you know, If my boss gave me one Bitcoin, I would be ecstatic because those things, I don't want to date our recording at all, but they're getting up in like the $10,000, 11000 range at this point for one. And I'm like, oh, whoa, okay. Thank you. You get
1: a Bitcoin, you get a Bitcoin, and you get a Bitcoin. Yeah. Get a Bitcoin. <laughs>
6: Man those fake monies that those internet people are make, making up, they're they are awfully valuable for some
4: reason
1: you
4: know, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about Christmas music, and and, and stop me if, if anybody in the party has talked about this so far, but was Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You, like, the last great <laughs> Christmas song written? Yes. Because it seems like everything that's come out since then has really, I mean, like, we, you just shut down the conversation. Like, you know, its it, I, I can't think of anything beyond that racking my brain. I think Kelly Clarkson had a song. But no, I think that might have been, like, the last great Christmas song that well, was written. Well,
8: it hasn't gotten enough acclaim, but uh, The Killers release a Christmas song every year, and some of them are pretty good.
2: I like Boots. That's a good. I like that one. Yeah. The one that starts off with the oh. uh, It's a Wonderful Life.
8: Yep. I really like that one. Sample. I, I also like really like the Cowboys Christmas Ball. Pretty delightful.
2: I don't know that one.
8: <laughs> it's got a great video. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I tell everyone who will listen, if they want a good Christmas song with a good Christmas video, uh, look no further than um, Wizards, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. <laughs> Which is kind of pre Mariah Carey in the fact it's yeah. from 1973, but it's... It's very weird, and it's it'll change your
4: life.
8: Okay, I'm going to leave that up.
4: <laughs> is it like Ministries, Every Day is Halloween? I don't know. The same you know I think
0: it's,
2: <laughs> they're wishing for it. No, it's
0: yeah, it's,
2: it's one, of the, one of the guys from ELO when he, he branched off to uh, do his own thing. Oh, I'm 100% yeah. love right, ELO. Yeah, I love deal. ELO. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's, this, this video is going to be all over the NLCVD, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: our, our
2: Facebook
3: group. <laughs> because Michael Caine plays Alfred in Batman and all that all that stuff. So. See,
5: I don't think, though, I mean, I yeah. love that movie more as an adult, actually. I think as a kid, I didn't have a lot of kind of traditions at Christmas myself. I was, I've was, i always been kind of an introvert, so I would just sort of... I'd have to hang out with my parents, but I'd still just kind of be doing my own thing. I'd have a magazine out or you know, or I'd be thinking about going and playing a video game, like, oh, I really wish I was playing something right now. <laughs> but I would be forced to watch Christmas TV with <laughs> them, but... Yeah, there was nothing in particular we would do. But my normal Christmas tradition was being completely unable to sleep because I was so excited. So I just wouldn't, I would not get any sleep at all. And my, I had asked my parents, like, well, when is it Christmas Day? Like, when does it actually change to Christmas Day? Is it midnight? And of course they said no, because that'd be insane. Yeah. So they would lie. They'd go, you know, it's like six in the morning, not knowing that I would set my alarm for 6 a.m. <laughs> so I could then wake... <laughs> go and wake them up and go, come on! Come on, presents! <laughs> it's and yet they,
0: they would. Were you drinking lots of water the night before so it <laughs> yeah. would wake you up? That would, that would
5: have been a good plan. I don't think I was that clever. <laughs> yeah. That would have been no. a very good plan. Okay. I, I would just stay up, because every year they would buy me that the Guinness World Records book, because I, I was a nerdy kid into facts. So, so I, would, I would read... L- <laughs>
0: I was about to say you were oh, a big well, drinker back too, then, but know, no. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. You get the facts.
5: So I would read that <laughs> last year's book all night long because I couldn't sleep. So I was like, well, I'll just I'll read the entire thing and memorize every single fact. And then when I get the new one tomorrow, I can compare and see if anything's changed. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I never did that. But... <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's impressive.
3: I think that's, that's one of the unfortunate you know, the clanging of uh, adulthood is when you get to the point where like Chris, like waking up in Christmas morning, is just like yeah, oh no no morning. no, no it's not stick- to me, man, not to me. Are you still? Oh yeah. Like-
5: oh no, it's the best. I look forward to it all year. It's so exciting. I've got the tree. I put the mu. I-, I come down before my partner Lauren. I put the music on. I get Christmas songs to go <laughs> We have a nice Christmas breakfast. <laughs> fancy. Oh, it's lovely. And, you know, you just you give each other gifts. It's fun. You get to make each other happy. It's nice. It's good. And I get to, I get to, mm. well, it's nice, you yeah. did not mention alcohol. I get to drink at noon. So that's always good. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, no waiting for three o'clock on this oh, day. No, it's exactly. very special. It's a, mm. But for it's some reason, I, I can survive <laughs> Christmas Day drinking all day. I'm fine but then sometimes just a normal day I'll go to the pub have two drinks and then feel like crap <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
3: I'm kind of it's, it's exactly. the spirit. it's the Christmas yeah. spirit I'm, I'm, I'm kind of seeing it.
0: so do you do, do you or does anyone do they consider Rocky a, a Christmas movie kind of happens around that time of year kind of I mean it covers you know it covers
9: what Thanksgiving it to does, kind of- New Year's Day or something like that Yeah, I think I consider more of a Thanksgiving movie because there's all that turkey talk. (laughs) Turkey talk, yeah. (laughs) Turkey, turkey throwing, yeah. It's a we 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 spent three weeks, three and a half full weeks talking about Thanksgiving night alone. (laughs) So yes, it's a Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) How much does a pool cost? Well, he put seven thousand five hundred down on the pool. So that's mm-hmm.
2: what... So you think that's half? Uh, I
1: don't
0: know. So Google is saying the average in-ground swimming pool costs about $22,000, and that's a basic
6: 32-by-16-foot okay. model. So I found an article on sapling.com specifically talking about uh, Clark's bonus and you know how much it was supposed to be, that type of thing. Assuming that Clark was... Pan- and this is me reading from the article... Assuming that Clark was planning to build a standard in-ground pool, no hot tub, no grotto, no fancy slides, no infinity pool, the cost of building a 36-by-16-foot in-ground swimming pool in 2016 is an average of about $22,000. Adjusted for inflation, that would have been around $11,000 in 1989, According to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average professional worker earns a bonus that is about 1.9% of their annual salary. Using that information, combined with Clark's expected bonus, we can calculate that that Clark's salary might have been uh, $587,728 per year, and that the bonus would have been a little over $11,000.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Five hundred thousand. Oh yeah. A year. Yeah. That house in eighty nine. That house should have been way nicer. <laughs> I
6: mean, it
1: was a beautiful house. Yeah. So it. But seriously, those neighbors were on So top wait, of
0: like in, in in 2017
6: no, that, in two thousand seventeen money or nineteen ninety nine? It money. would adjust to today money into one point one million dollars a year.
1: Okay, that's not realistic.
6: So that that math is assuming that his bonus alone would cover the pool. Uh, yeah, I don't think he was expecting the bonus to cover the entire pool. I think he was expecting that bonus to cover the $7,500 that he put down. So
1: I think he was paying way more yeah. than eleven grand for the pool then. Because who puts down 75% of the total price?
6: But then he thinks that he might
2: have enough left over to fly the whole family back.
1: Yeah, right? that was... That promise, first of all, it was very foolish to make and that's also really costly.
0: Yes. So I'm find, I I found a New York Times article from 1989 that's saying a, a vinyl lined pool will usually cost between 9 and 25,000. A fiberglass pool will be between 125 and 25,000. And pools made of gunite Concrete sprayed under hydraulic pressure costs twenty five thousand and can rise to as much okay. as a hundred and fifty. I assume he's they look pretty middle class. I mean he's got you know he's he's got an office. He's a white, you know, in a white collar job, he's doing okay. He does wear a tie. I don't think they're making I don't think he's making five hundred thousand in nineteen eighty nine. Okay,
6: so if he was expecting a two percent bonus to cover the seventy five hundred dollars that he put down on that pool. That would put his yearly estimated income at three hundred and seventy five thousand yeah. dollars a year. I'm guessing maybe Which is
1: still a lot. Which but... is still a
6: lot. It's not cor- it's not half a million, but it's still a lot. Yeah. Well and it's hard to, to And I mean he's one of the he's one of the smart guys that's thinking up the formulas that the lab guys then produce. Like yes. he's got I'd say mm, Not a hands-on lab position, but more like a theoretical working with formulas and taking polymers and on paper putting them together. Yeah. So, I mean, that sounds like a pretty professional position, one that not everyone can do. Pretty specialized. Well, one thing thing to keep in mind in
0: terms of of what Clark might be getting versus the average, generally the bonus as a percentage of your regular salary is going to go higher the higher you are up the food chain. I'm I'm guessing it's more along the lines of this is probably like a $15,000 pool. The 7500 he's put down half and then maybe he's getting a 10% bonus. So he's making 75,000 a year or maybe it's a 5% bonus. You know, maybe he's making 150 and the seven, so the 7500
6: is a 5% bonus and that's going to be half the final cost of the pool. Yeah. Cuz half down that's enough to Make sure that you've got the heavy equipment reserved and the workers reserved to start working as soon as the ground thaws. Right,
0: what you gotta do because again, this is you know right outside of Chicago, nearby. There's not a long pool season to begin
2: with. I was thinking about Christmas music lately. Are there any songs that you totally need to hear before before you consider it? over
10: I think I have like the worst taste of Christmas music ever tell us everyone's always like <laughs> White Christmas and Elvis and Hawaii and all this other stuff and I like I like uh, I like Verve remixes of old uh jazz standards Christmas songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I always have like this sort of like weird techno jazz thing going on every every Christmas I <laughs> uh, like yeah I, I, I don't know why I just I don't like traditional Christmas music so I'm always looking for weird like variations on things like like covers and stuff and see, I'm yeah, i'm almost the opposite i don't like remakes i'm you know give me bing bing crosby oh, we're gonna fight, Tabitha. i know we're gonna it's fight okay bing crosby frank's not tra- you know like give me all the old stuff and um and i'm happy mm-hmm. so all the the only Bing Crosby Christmas song that I like is Little Drummer Boy with David Bowie. Really? you <laughs> <laughs> got a yes. dream of a white Christmas. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, it's like, I, I always like, this is, uh, I don't know. They're just so, I guess maybe because they've been so played so much. They just, they don't have that same, like, I don't know, it's like a it's like a cultural blueprint almost. It's like you know what you know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I can go along with a lot of Judith that old yeah. stuff. Yeah. I can go along with that, a lot of that old stuff, but
6: I don't really the whole Elvis in Hawaii stuff I, can, no,
10: I can't. No Elvis that. in Hawaii. Nope. He'll have a blue Christmas without you, Jonathan. <laughs> He's so blue. Yeah, without he says so Thinking over and over again. He won't <laughs> shut up about it, really. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah, And I, I don't need Beach Boys oh. Christmas songs either. It can pass on those. So, yeah. We, have yeah. Some the Muppets. we go with the, uh... yeah, I'll take yeah, Muppets. I'm Muppets, Muppets.
2: Great. John Denver and the Muppets. Uh, yeah. Definitely.
10: Well, the Muppets are okay, but they're more of a visual medium. And when you take them out and just listen to the audio, it's just a bunch of weird, <laughs> people, <different laughs> weird places with John Denver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't really like jive. Like, unless you can see the video, which means you have to stop everything and watch it or other than put it on the background. Like who are these weirdos singing in these falsetto voices or it's like, it's singing like the all back those of their Christmas, throat with their uh, milk voice. that are
0: just like meows like
4: meow 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 oh, meow <laughs> cats, yeah.
0: cats.
10: no no nobody likes those <laughs> I mean and who, I mean who doesn't love Trans Siberian Orchestra oh I, I like them <laughs> <laughs> see they're good yeah. okay the, I've I've seen them a couple yeah. of times I can I can get behind some of their yeah, stuff I
7: like their uh, Carol, like Carol like, of the Bells that's good.
10: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: I like how they found their thing and they just went for
10: it. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so weird. So yeah. <laughs> I like watching Hulu right now. There's constantly a, uh, they'll put on a, there's like a Mazda commercial that has a sample of that. But it's so chopped up. It's hard to follow the flow because I've listened to the other one so many times that it's now like one of my least favorite commercials because it just makes my brain hurt. <laughs>
0: Is there like a breakdown in the traditional gender roles? Like one thing I find and and I'm thinking of like, it's not okay. All the guys are on the couch watching football and all the women are in the kitchen cooking. Like it doesn't break down that way. Like I do kind of see that in your your family traditions as well.
8: You know, I think I saw that more with my mom's side of the family when we would get together growing up for for holidays. So when we would do uh, Christmas Day's. You know, with them, um, there would be a very traditional break of the women in the kitchen and the men watching football. Um, as I've, mm-hmm. you know, gotten you know, older and you know kind of had made my own way in terms of family and um, just don't share the holidays with them anymore. Um, it, it does tend to be a much more collaborative experience where everybody is is tasked with something. Um, we do a, a thing called apple crisp, which. As a side funny thing, I did not know for probably 10 years that my husband does not enjoy hot fruit. And yet he has participated <laughs> in this thing, and we have given it to my sister in law to make for holidays. And, you know, it's gone far and wide, and the man has like cut apples for it for years. And I was like, and then he's like, I don't really like it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't like it. And it's just like, bent my brain in half i was like dude you could have just said something we'll make some pumpkin pie like we thought everybody really enjoyed this (laughs) and i guess it was just everyone else but him but he was the guy who you know cut up the apples and and did the the streusel part of it but yeah so it pays to be communicative around your needs around food but um yeah yeah, now it's everybody (laughs) everybody pitches in to make it happen
0: yeah yeah and, and that, yeah, that's been my experience as well, that I think, yeah, it was, uh, and I, I, you know, I don't know if that's true with, with every family. There may be some places where they, they are more traditional like that, but, um, you know, there's enough going on and everything gets done and it's, um and I, I take more pleasure in, like, in a meal that I had a part in preparing mm-hmm. and
8: everything. Yeah.
0: More of like that sense of accomplishment.
8: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think my, my dad's side of the family, um, the men really enjoy cooking, you know? And so that was something I was raised with. My dad really enjoyed cooking. My uncle really enjoyed cooking. Um, you know, my grandparents, you know, enjoyed cooking. So it it was a very, you know, those, and, and my grandmother is just Oh my God, she could just take a, my Bubba could take a bullet and keep on going. Let me just say (laughs) she's the greatest generation and is still, you know, she's like, you know, 95 and going to happy hour and getting, you know, and, you know, taking people's money and bridge and stuff. So she's fabulous, but, (laughs) but yeah, traditional gender roles were not a part of, of the thing. She, she's just been, you know, she's a, a very outspoken lady and that's how, you know, my dad was raised. And so, um, that that traditionalist sense was was really lacking in in his side of the family and so i think that that was you know instilled with me um that it, it doesn't have to be you know that black although i know it does happen it just it hadn't you know been segregated that deeply in my particular family and my <laughs> all
3: kind of it's, it's the, exactly spirit. It's the Christmas yeah. spirit I'm, Christmas am I'm kind of seeing it all again now through you know I've got like a, a little niece like seven and she's in, invested in the whole Christmas thing and um, it's odd though because you know you've got to maintain the whole and it's spoilers for anyone out there spoilers for Christmas the whole Santa Claus ruse of like oh uh, well there's no you know you have to maintain like oh yeah Santa Claus is coming oh, and all this stuff Yeah. but I didn't realize like one year she was like now. I was down here the other day, and you know what I saw? I was like, "What?" Like, this is like close to Christmas. She's like, "I saw an elf in the <gasps> living room, and the elf jumped up the chimney." And I was just kind of like, "I know that you're lying, and you <laughs> know that you're lying, but I can't say that I know <laughs> that you're lying because I have to maintain, yeah, I have to maintain this whole Christmas yeah. thing." So it's like, I didn't realize this was part of the deal. Now that I just have to let bullshit go, it's like
0: right now you're complicit yeah. you're part of it yeah.
3: yeah it's gonna be like when she's like you're part of when she's like 17 i'm gonna be like by the way i knew you were lying about that you little shit. <laughs> just be God, like, yeah. take her aside maybe like you don't you ever lie to me, <laughs> <Don't you laughs> lie to me? <laughs> unless like, somebody actually broke into the house and she saw him and <laughs> that was what happened <laughs> i was like oh we probably should have reported that was
0: an actual little person broke in was uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. escaping through <laughs> Did, the chimney. Yeah.
3: It was like, don't look yeah. now. It or is. It, is. <laughs> but it was just happening to a seven-year-old and not Donald you
5: mentioned there she saw an elf going up the chimney. And that brings me to an interesting question. Well, interesting to me, probably no one else. But, you know, in the modern day, a lot of people don't have a chimney. Quite a lot of houses here in Liverpool do, because these are ancient houses for some stupid reason. But a lot of people don't have a chimney. They don't have a fireplace. So I was wondering, what in America do they say for Santa? Like, how do they say he gets in the house if you don't have a fireplace? Because here, the, basically, the best they could come up with was, oh, yeah, he's got, like, a magic key. <laughs> it just comes in the front door, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a,
0: yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, yeah, I don't know what they say if you don't have a, a fireplace in
4: A version of uh, Christmas Carol starring Patrick Stewart uh, that came out maybe like in the late 90s or early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And you think, you know, Patrick Stewart is Ebenezer Scrooge. That's just brilliant, obvious yeah. casting. Um, but if you can find a, a picture of this by doing a Google search of that movie, um, it has the most strange cover that I have ever seen to any Christmas Carol movie. You, you think that the Christmas Carol, you want to emphasize, you know, the, the Ebenezer Scrooge seeing the ghost or the journey that he goes through or, the, you know, the next day where he's like, you know, super happy and giving gifts to everybody. But the cover for the movie they chose just blows my mind. It is a picture of Patrick Stewart raising his cane as if to strike the viewer with it across the face. And it says nothing about a Christmas Carol. And it, it looks just like he's about to hit the crap out of you with this, like, cane with, like, a silver knob on the end. And it's like, okay, I mean,. If it wasn't for saying A Christmas Carol on here I don't know what kind of Dinkinsian nightmare I'd be looking at with this But it's uh, it, It's uh, <laughs> I, I, I know nothing about the movie Because it scared the hell out of me Looking at the cover I was like Oh I don't think I want to watch This, this is a very aggressive Kind of like Christopher Nolan Yeah, version of a, yeah of a Christmas Carol <laughs> yeah.
5: Exactly Yeah
4: the Gritty Reboot Of Christmas really Carol ready? Yeah It is frightening isn't it
9: yeah. We mentioned Uncle Lewis before uh-huh. Did you guys see in the end of the movie when he blows up, uh-huh. uh, you pause it right right as the thing was blown up, it, it's clearly a stuntman, not even close to looking like William Hagee. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I, dude, I paused that, Holy for, for like five straight minutes, I was laughing my ass off <laughs> at the bed wig <laughs> this guy was wearing. <laughs> You can you can see the, uh, the, um, the 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 wires that they that they yank the guy with, it's hilarious. It, it looks like oh my god, I'm I've got it right now. It's like Christopher Walken <laughs> or somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Rob Riggle. <laughs> it looks like Rob Riggle with the with <laughs> the Uncle Louis <laughs> wig and
9: the cigar. he's yeah. had a mustache. This guy they didn't even put a mustache on the guy. <laughs> This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you see the wires are everywhere. Yeah. yeah,
0: Just like, the, but yeah, because yeah, once, once the explosion goes, you can kind of see it against the, uh, the light. Yeah. I
1: love the, I love the West Wing. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And there's a common actress. It is uh, Mrs. Sterling. The actress, her name is Natalia Nogolich, and she plays the Israeli ambassador in the West Wing. So that made me very happy.
2: And I like that, um, I know this, he, he's been long gone, but Sam McMurray is our NCIS uh, connection. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> always, always try to find someone from NCIS or SVU.
6: <laughs> and another thing that connects... The National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation to our series, the Mad Max series of movies. The house in which Todd and Margot live is the same house where the Murtagh family lived in all four Lethal Weapon movies. Because in that backlot that Warner Brothers uses, you know, all the houses are the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, that's right. The the Murtagh family. Yep. Also, Juliette Lewis's father, Jeffrey Lewis, appeared in.
9: I do remember the, the discussion that my parents had. Back then it was, you know, you didn't hear from your friends in school, which I'm sure that's how my kids are going to find out. But it was, you know, like my, my parents sat me down and was like, you know, laid it out. And I don't remember being upset or bothered. I was I was just like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I didn't have to pretend to be good because this, <laughs> you know, entity was watching me. I, I, you know, I guess when you reach that point, um, you know you're old enough. You're old enough <laughs> for the news. Mm-hmm. You just look past and say, all right, that's cool. Yeah. still get my, my presents, right? Yeah. right. I see. I still get presents, right? All, all right,
10: then.
9: Yeah. <laughs> then I started tearing through the house every season trying to find them. <laughs> we traced the presents. They're coming from inside the house.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. How about you guys? Like Pete and Chris, did you guys grow up believing it? uh believing in Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember when the
2: point was. I mean, I have a younger brother who's nine years younger than me. So even after I had figured it out or knew or whatever, we obviously still kept it going for my brother because he was you know, so, so far behind.
9: Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's got to be tough. Yeah. And I, I caught my dad like playing with the toy he was getting me one Christmas and I was like four. <laughs> <laughs> and so they never, after that, they never even tried. So I don't remember being at age where I <laughs> believed in Santa Claus.
2: Well, wow. do you have memories from when you were four?
3: What do you guys think
8: about the importance of, like, a snowy Christmas? Is weather mm. important to you on
3: Christmas?
4: Uh, so having grown up in, in the Deep South, uh, y- you know, in the bayous and stuff, um, it's and and being and having lived in places where it does snow i think that it is more important to the season because there's so many identifiers you know like there's just the first time it snows even if it's like, you know, like early October where I am right now, I start to think like the, in my mind, it's, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas starts mm-hmm. to play over and over because it's an immediate identifier. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but where we were in Louisiana, we kind of adapted everything to be with like Cajun culture. So there is a version of the Nutcracker that the local ballet theater does uh, in Baton Rouge that's uh, um, a tale from the bayou. So Uncle Drossimeyer comes in on a piro as a Cajun and uh, they what? kind of- You know, twist everything a little bit. Yeah, and it's really cool uh, because it it kind of. Yeah, it it, it is. There, you know, there's like a Santa, there's versions of Santa Claus that are he, instead of being driven by reindeer, it's alligators driving the sleigh and, and fun stuff like that. Um, oh, cool. But uh, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. it's a very neat kind of like local twist on it. But I, I do feel that there is something kind of lost unless you're around snow and you know trees are dying. Like right now back at my house, I guarantee you, my, the, there's like an oak tree in my backyard and it's probably you know like in full bloom and roaches are falling off it and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> When I go home to celebrate with my family for Christmas, I'm packing shorts with me because I know it's going to be like 65 degrees every day. But mm-hmm. uh, having spent time in both places, I really do envy people that were able to grow up uh, in places that had snow and snow days from school closing and all that. But yeah, what what about you guys? It was, did it snow where, where you grew up?
8: Yes. Colorado is yeah. very – Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> Christmassy place in yeah. the winter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
8: But I did go to my grandparents' house in southern Arizona a lot, which like my oh. grandma has a cactus garden – so not I I used to complain about it too,
9: honestly. Yeah, I used to live in Phoenix as a kid and it you know, it would be nice and warm at Christmas time, but they had these cool Santa Clauses they'd put on all the street lamps downtown that it'd be like a Santa Claus sitting under a cactus with a sombrero.
0: On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I grew up in New Jersey, so we would get Yeah, it had a fair chance of, of snow. Um, on Christmas, and now I'm in Massachusetts, where there's even a greater chance. Um, <laughs> I like it. I feel it does add to the season. Um, it is nice. And we've even seen, well, now we spend uh, Christmas, I'll spend with with my in-laws, with my sister-in-law, who is now in, they're in Southeast Pennsylvania. So there's, there's snow. There's at least a chance of snow. We even got, though, um, we spent a few years um, where my wife's parents, my in-laws, were down in north carolina and we spent a few christmases down there and one year we got it wasn't enough i wouldn't say it was a white christmas but there were some flakes there was a dusting Mm -hmm. you know which was just enough for you know for north carolina you can't expect too much (laughs) Um, but i I like it i feel it does add to uh to the season it is nice when you can get it
2: yeah me living living in massachusetts my whole life same same thing it's usually a safe bet that it might be but it also might be like cold rain too so <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but if you get a nice little you know festive looking dusting you're, you're, you're all good
8: yeah
4: but a true Christmas is slipping on black ice right yeah
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I offer one more strange connection just, just to pay our, our due credit please do to uh, the makers that um cousin Eddie's wife Catherine yeah one of her credits, she was—I don't know who she was—but she was an additional voice in *Star Wars: The Old Republic*, the video game. Oh, nice. Oh, so i, I don't know who she was. I, I play—I've played that game many times, so I've heard her. Huh? Yeah. Just don't know who she was.
0: *Star Wars: The Old Republic*.
2: Yeah, not—not not *Knights of the Old Republic*, just *The Old Republic*. Well, that's the that MMO. The, uh, the, on, the online, yeah. yeah.
3: stuff was over here like you know remember I seen Fletch when I was a kid but he wasn't like he never became you know Dan Aykroyd or Bill Murray like he never mm-hmm. got to that level of fame where like everyone knew who he was yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure yeah. you could say to someone yeah. in the street like of our age you know oh do you know Chevy Chase's and they'll probably be like oh yeah wasn't he in that like was he in one of those like a Christmas movie you know that that'll be like the level of response you might get from <laughs> you know mm-hmm your average joe lunchbox or whatever but, well uh, maybe
5: now it's all going to change <laughs> we've been on the podcast you know we're going to yeah, spread we're, it we're, over here we're we're finally getting yeah, his, yeah. his due over
0: here mm. <laughs> i feel yeah this is a turning point yeah. certainly i will, I will
3: well, say uh in having to investigate the first three films this week i've uh you've also cursed me with having the theme tunes stuck in my head so like all day <laughs> every day now particularly that from the first two movies, I think, you know,
0: <singing> holiday roads. Yeah. 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 this, this is the only one in the series that doesn't use that song. Cause they don't really go anywhere. They yeah. stay home, but yeah. But, holiday roads. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that stuck in my head. i stuck in the, our heads too. You know, yeah. Christmas time is here. Like all that. Yeah, the I'm the obsessed with that one. now. <laughs> that's going on my Christmas playlist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. there's like so, so much effort put into that song because it's like this old house Joe looking good whoa <laughs> calm down <laughs> well I just
5: want to say thank you for having us on to talk about Christmas one of my favourite times of year um, and thank you for showing me this movie because again it's one I, I hadn't seen so uh, any excuse to watch a Christmas film is is good with me and to all the listeners Merry Christmas
7: <laughs> what is all this cod's wallop about little peter mummert dragging his nutsack through the slush of negativity this time of year well i have known him since he was a little conspiracy theory himself and i am not about to sit around up here at the north pole while mr Mummert scrooges me up my bowl full of jelly ass ho <laughs> ho and badmouths the missus rudolph the island of misfit toys and the entire christmas season No knows to mr mummert and so peter i have a message for you uh, specifically from mrs claus Little mistletoe to hang right above your melancholic balls. Uh, I'm not quite sure the hook is big enough, but it uh, will do. Oh, oh. And so, Peter, on Christmas Eve, I want you to gaze up into the darkest part of the nighttime sky, oh. and just before you clench your little sphincter in disappointment. You will witness a thunderous conspiracy theory. (laughs) Fly right down your little dick hole of a chimney, gumdrops and all, (laughs) and deliver the largest lump of coal this side of Altoona with your name on it. Unless, unless I can get a little holiday cheer out of you, Peter. Let me hear a ho, ho, ho. Let me hear a holiday cheerful ho 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 well uh, call it is oh ho ho well i'll tell the missus that'll do that'll do
0: That was some party. I know I had a great time. I hope you did too. On behalf of Christopher Dennis and Pete Mummert and myself, Sean German, thank you very much for listening. I want to thank all our guests for stopping by. Please come back for our closing credits wrap-up. Please visit friendsofamelia.org. Have a happy and safe season and a happy new year. And please come back in 2018 when you will be visited by three hosts when we analyze the Christmas classic Scrooge. One ghostly visage at a time. And so, until next time,
7: good night.